Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. And I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsk, and you've heard our theme song, and now you're in some kind of paradise. I mean, today we're just completely overdone. It may be a crazy notion, but this is much better than silence. Are you listening, God? Wait, am I lost or found? With the world outside these walls doing a waltz into endless night, the most important thing to remember is that the future is great. See what I did today? Joining us today... Are the usual upstairs viewers, aka Sex on Legs, including Kevin, hashtag household name Jager, who's not here right now. <laughs> so Kevin's stuck underground. He is stuck on the MTA. Um, this is a PSA that the MTA is terrible. Um, and now we're done. Um, Kimberly, <laughs> our what a game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Yes, hello. Yes. Always in ragtime. Yes. And with us today is a Lucille Ortel Award winner, Drama Desk nominee, and a Jonathan Larson Grant winner, among many other honors. You know him from his critically acclaimed shows, The View Upstairs and K-Pop. Let's give a big, broad, wasted welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the show. Max Vernon! Hi! Welcome! Thank you so much for taking the time. Hi, I'm, I'm so happy to be here, sipping this whiskey drink. <laughs> well, that's perfect, because yes. what are you drinking? What are I had uh, a whiskey with, like, a splash of soda. Yeah, I just turned 30, so apparently I'm already, like, to that age where I can't have sugar anymore. Yes, that's 100%. Like, just straight <laughs> alcohol. I'm like, this is too sweet. Yes, this is a true, <laughs> true fact. Yeah. But he's drinking the Hudson uh, whiskey, the rye, I think. Yeah, the Hudson rye Ooh. is so good. Um, yeah. This is very yummy. Fresh bottle, it. too. It is a fresh bottle. I just Hooray. opened it. Um, and then I'm drinking the Montelobos uh, Mezcal, um, but I mixed in some black cherry-flavored seltzer, which is delicious. Oh, good. I, instead of a gin and tonic, because there's no tonic, because the boys don't know the difference, I have gin with... We, just, we have tonic. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, I'm terrible. <laughs> uh, with some sort of sparkling grapefruit that also... Is too sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll probably just add more gin in a little bit. <laughs> Perfect. But you can follow Max at Max Vernon on Twitter. Um, but on, this is my favorite, on Instagram, he is Fraulein Sally Bowles. Yes. <laughs> From the musical Cabaday. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yay. We're going to make that poster for you. Great. <laughs> Let's just start with what have you seen this week or recently? What have we seen this week? Well, Max, have you seen anything? Yeah. I have not. I'm like coming out of my crazy hermetic life because I've been doing this Joe's Pub series where somehow I got myself on the hook to create 10 original couture costumes for every show. Of course, obviously. So pretty Beautiful. much every free moment I've had, I've been like Cinderella-ing it in my apartment, <laughs> which has now turned into a health hazard. Like you literally try to breathe and there's like, no, there's like, there's yeah, glitter gus, gus. like flowing through the air. Oh. It's like my asbestos. Glitter won't so, go away. No, it won't. I'm literally having to move this month because I can't. <laughs> it's easier to move then get rid of the glitter yes. Yeah. yes and some drag queens actually give me some pro tips where they're like just get out the packing tape girl get on your hands and knees you just gotta like tape it all like and I did that for about six hours and I was like this is not cute like I just have to move <laughs> yeah. um, but that's why I have not I have not really seen anything but uh, I'm gonna go see a movie today after this Ooh, a Ooh. Movie. I'm seeing Searching that the movie oh, with John yeah. Cho uh huh yeah well, let's talk a little bit about your Joe's Pub uh, engagement. Yeah. So you have basically a residency there? Yeah, I have a fall residency. I did uh, a big, crazy spectacle show at Joe's about six years ago. And even though Joe's Pub is my favorite venue and I've guested, I've, I've, I've had one-off songs with different people there over the years. I hadn't done a big solo show like that in a really long time because... Yeah. I totally respect the kind of people that their whole shtick is they're like, it's just me at a piano. But mm -hmm. that is not my thing. You know, I believe if you were going to make people pay to see you, whether it's $10 or $100, like you got to put on show. Yeah. And I, I am a show pony. And so <laughs> uh, it was really important to me that I did not want to come back to Joe's Pub until I could have the kind of spectacle I wanted to have. And so for these three shows I'm doing, I've got uh, like 20 different guests who have something like, 
you know, 15 Tony Awards between them. I've got 30 original costumes I'm creating. I've got a full band. Mm -hmm. I've got, you know, an ensemble. It is like, it is the spectacle I wanted it to be. And even sold out, I'm losing, I think, like $5,000. So I also, (laughs) just from a practicality (laughs) point, yes, I had to, I had to save up over the last six years so that I could afford to lose the money to create the shows that I wanted to create to have the experience I wanted to have. That makes, it actually makes sense. But that's yeah. awesome. What can people expect from your October show? Well, I just got my assless chaps dominatrix boots in the mail a few days ago. <laughs> and then uh, last night at 2 a.m. I ordered 500 peacock feathers. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a preview. That's the, yeah, that, that seems like the appropriate time to be doing that. Yeah, so more yeah. crazy concerts. Um, each concert is focused on a different musical. So for the first show I just did this past Tuesday, that was focused on my musical, The Tattooed Lady. So me and the mm-hmm. entire cast, we tattooed our entire bodies. Cool. Uh, the aesthetics of it were very circus, very Free show. Actually, they're gone now. Finally, <laughs> I, it took me six hours, but I scrubbed them all off. No. Um, but this so net- tw- total of twelve hours to get rid of glitter and. Uh, the tattoos. tattoos. Yeah, and then before I even put on the tattoos, I just shaved my entire body, and that took five hours. <laughs> so it, no one can say I am not committed to my art. <laughs> um, but this next show, so that was the tattoo lady. This next one that's happening October 23rd is going to be focused on the view upstairs. And oh, cool. Since that show takes place Kimberly in... Kimberly saw that. Oh, awesome. I did. Dope. Early previews, sat at a table, had the best time. Yes. So that since that takes place in 1973, which is the same year that Roe v. Wade got passed, Nixon oh. resigned, the culture wars were in full force, and like clearly they are now too. So I think that show is going to be more of a political show where I'm really drawing the connections between 1973 and 2018. And uh, we have some fabulous guests. We have Alice Ripley, Ethan Slater, Robin DeJesus, Justin Vivian Bond, Nathan Lee Graham... Um, and Stephen Trask, it's the composer house. of Hedwig. So That's incredible. A bunch of unknowns Amazing. that I think are very promising. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Um, cool. Well, you know, we have some questions for you. I'm going to take a, a few more gold. Yeah, let's cheers. Go, go, go. We didn't cheers oh, yeah. yet. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Cheers. Clink. Happy 3 p.m. Happy 3 p.m. <laughs> yes. oh, Whatever time it is. <laughs> you know, it's a Sunday. Do what yeah. you want. We're living our best life. Exactly. Uh, what's your favorite musical? Uh, probably either Hair or Rocky Horror. So good. Mm-hmm. That's oh, I don't think we've had a Rocky Horror yet. Maybe or a hair. I don't think so. Yeah, I love. That's great. That's very exciting. Do you remember what's your favorite experience seeing a show? My favorite. I mean, this is gonna sound. I'm like definitely giving you like some millennial realness pre Hamilton, but I mean, yeah. When I saw Rent when I was like nine years old, I think that changed my life. Yeah. You know, I was. I didn't even know it dildos or masturbation or AIDS or any of that stuff was, but I just knew that I was seeing something in the theater that was dangerous and salacious and politically relevant, and I didn't know a musical could do that. And so that was, like, really a game changer for me. Sure. Um, But weirdly, most of my most powerful experiences in the theater have not been musicals. They've been straight plays. Yeah. Because I feel part of the reason why the musicals I gravitate to are Hedwig, Rocky Horror, Hair, is that those shows have kind of like a frenetic, raw, dangerous quality to them. And I feel like playwrights give themselves permission more often to create that kind of flawed, imperfect, but like really vital work. Whereas like musicals, having gone to grad school for musical theater writing, it is very much like, here are the rules of how you create a musical. (laughs) You know, the first song must be your I want song and the second song must be your blah, blah, you know, whatever. And so if McGonagall does teach that at Hogwarts. (laughs) Yes, Yes. she does. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's much more in in a box. That's a little bit more constrained. And so... um, when I do have musical experiences that get outside of that box, they're life-changing, they're transformative, but I would say they happen a lot more rarely. Well, what's one of the plays that stands out? Oh, my God. Well, I saw Wit, um, the original production with Kathleen Chalfant oh, cool. when I was younger. That was incredible. Um, the Jeffrey Rush Diary of a Madman, Cherry mm. Jones in Doubt. Do you remember the first thing you saw on Broadway? Was it Rent? or? I feel like... So my parents were together until I was six, and then they got divorced, and uh, I moved out to L.A. But before I was six, I remember, even when I was, like, four and five, like, I was, like, begging my dad to take me to, like, TKTS booth all the time. Like, I don't know why. Now that I'm a composer, I realize if your show is on the TKTS booth, you actually have problems, because that means, like, no one wants to see your show. <laughs> so they're selling it at but a discount. the height of luxury at five years old. Oh, my God. But when I was five years old, I was just, I just thought it was so magic, because it was, like, you had to wait in line for an hour, and then, like... It was kind of like the lottery. It's like you didn't know what shows were going to end up on the board, and it was like really exciting if like, you know, 
Like, you yeah. knew that, like, Cats was going to be on there. Like, that right. was, like, no great thing. But, like, if Crazy For You ended up on the thing, it was, like, oh, totally. you know, it was, like, magical. It's like, someone must have canceled their tickets. They're for me. Yeah, yeah. I think that Les Mis might have been one of my first shows because I know that when I was, like, four or five, uh, I really wanted to be Cosette because, like, my dad would, like, play the... Uh, the cast album yeah. all the time and Castle on the Cloud was like perfectly in my range and to my parents credit they did not tell me that my gender was not going to get me cast as Cosette yeah. um, but I was really into that musical and I think my dad took me to see that I saw original cast Tommy uh, that must have been awesome. insane. Back in the day, yeah, I wrote. I remember I wrote the um, Pinball Wizard like a fan letter. That was the one time I've ever written a fan letter to like a Broadway like theater. That's insane. Yeah, so they fun. didn't respond, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a really formative. Well, you wrote experience. it to the Pinball Wizard, not to Michael Cerberus. That's yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh my God, was that Michael Cerberus? Yeah. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Um, well, on that note, let's play a game. Okay. I have a game called Loose Lyric, Ooh. which I like to play when there are three writers in the room. Because um, Brian and Kevin also write. Do you guys write I musicals? Don't. Yes, amazing. So what this game is is I have a collection of show lyrics, and so I will choose a random lyric that I have chosen deliberately uh, <laughs> to read aloud to you. Okay. And you get one point for three of the following. So you get one point if you can tell me the song title, one point for the lyricist, and one point for the show title. And it's a buzz-in scenario. What? Are the bells in here? Yeah, they're behind that. Oh, would you mind grabbing a bell? Perfect. Some of these are easy. <laughs> Most of these are easy. One of them's for Kevin. Hi. Oh, you're, you're here. Yeah, so. Yay! Hi, Kevin! Hi! <laughs> Let's flash back a little bit. Kevin, hashtag household name Jager. Yes! I know about that. Oh, um, but that was like, that gave me life. That was the most incredible thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> You're welcome. You never thought your song titles would be used for sort of punny intro. No. That's, uh, and that's now your dreams have come true. Frank, have the Montalobos? <laughs> yes, of course. Oh, my God. Here's the Montalobos right for you. It. Take a drink, Kevin. Come we already did okay? our PSA about how I'm the good. MTA's it just terrible. took an hour and 30 minutes to get to Midtown from uh, Washington Heights. No. That's so, not okay. Not okay. Lights up? Nowhere. We're playing. We're playing loose lyric. So I'm going to read a portion of a lyric, and then you buzz in to give me the lyricist, the show, oh, and Jesus. the title. You get one point for each thing. So if you, can, if you can only name one, someone else can buzz in with the rest of the info. Ooh. So do you, what's the strategy? Do we want to just buzz if we know any of the three? Yeah, probably. Okay. And cool. then like hope that everyone else is like, <laughs> like sure, you get the point. Okay, I need to know exactly what we're doing. <laughs> no, no, you're right. Okay. All right, here we go. Ready? Yeah. I get weary and sick of trying. I'm tired of living and scared of dying. Oh, God. That's Kevin. Uh-huh. Um, okay, it's... Uh, Old Man River uh-huh. from Showboat. Oh, yes. By, uh, oh God, Jerome Kern. Who wrote the lyrics? Oh, oh. Oh. It's, it's Rogers. It's, no, wait. It's Kern and no. Hammerstein? It's Hart. No. Wait. You're what? right. It's, it's Oscar Hammerstein the second. Yeah. It was Hammerstein and Kern. Yes. yes. Okay. Guys, <laughs> we're, we're, really <laughs> we're settling in. We're settling in. Okay. We spent like the first three weeks of musical theater history on Showboat. Yeah. So. Do you know how long ago that was at this point? <laughs> Not sure. You guys <laughs> All right. Like okay. The first so act of Showboat. Ago. I got one. Kevin got one. Kevin got two. Every time Every I look at you, keeping back score. my Richard Rogers award. <laughs> <laughs> I nope, thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say your Richard Rogers card. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Amazing. When you're in love, time is precious stuff. Even lifetime, even a lifetime, isn't enough. This one was tricky for me. What do you mean? You looked it up. No, but I didn't know these lyrics when I looked it up, and I was like, oh, I'll use this one. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I don't know. I'll give you the title of the song. Okay. Some Other Time. That doesn't help me. Pass. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Oh, is it, is it, um... Some Other Time? Wait, is this... Pasek and Paul from go, uh, Dogfight? It's from 1944. Time. It's no. from 1944. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think we're all passing, right? Yeah. That is Some Other Time from On the Town by oh. Comden and Green. No. Oh, yeah, no. no. Shout out to Comden and Green. He's redeemed What a life I might have known, and I swear I will be true, but he never saw me there. One more day before the storm. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's uh, One Day More. From yeah. uh, Les Miserables. Uh-huh. And uh, the lyrics were by... Uh, Who is it, Kevin? Yeah, which one writes the lyrics? One? <laughs> um, it's... Uh, Three. It's two. not Schoenberg, right? One. No, he's not the lyrics. Budlio. Oh, yes. Ah. <laughs> my butt. Did you, did you mess with my bell? 
My belt got stuck. Well, that's, that's a, lie. a you problem. So, okay. Come on, Next. Belle. Ready? Nora can't be traced. Business needs a lift. Debts to be erased. Oh. Think of it as thrift. It's Stephen Sondheim, that's Sweeney Todd, and it's uh, a little priest. Correct. Well, there's no way we can catch up, so let's... <laughs> <laughs> I might blank on Friend, all the rest of them. Either you're closing your eyes to a situation you do not wish to acknowledge, or you're not aware of the caliber of disaster indicated by the presence of a pool table in your community. Uh, that is Music Man. Well, what's, the show is Music Man. Yeah. It's Trouble, and it is... Um, is it D- Mary Rogers? Nope. No. Oh, oh. Meredith Wilson. Correct. Oh, <laughs> oh of course. Close, but very different. Of course. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad at myself. I would have loved if you were like, the lyric is Shapoopy. <laughs> <laughs> Family Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that a thing they did? They did a whole. They did the entirety of Shapoopy when Peter scored a touchdown. Yes, when he was that was his touchdown dance. Player. Yeah, that's wonderful. Someone should do that. They in literally real life. did the entire number and like they're doing the actual Shapoopy dance. I it's want a incredible. football player to do that in real life, not knowing it's from a musical. I'll get a flag. <laughs> <laughs> no, they throw the flags, but that's part yeah. of the choreography. <laughs> Hi, I don't watch cartoons. Ready? Okay. Put down the knitting. Cabaret, uh, cabaret, <laughs> and Ebb. Mm-hmm. For Ebb. Bam. Correct. Ready? When two of the answers are the same, you're nervous. Like, I, you're cabaret. Yeah, I know. Cabaret. Wait a minute. Cabaret. Yeah. Mine hair. Damn it. <laughs> All right, ready? Yeah. They have never understood, and no reason that they should. But um, yes, it's uh, Sweeney. No, it's it's uh, Sunday in the Park with George by Steve Sondheim, and it's um, very very cash. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and, no, I'm just trying to remember. I'm hold on, and the song is uh, finishing the hat. Correct. Ooh. And Kevin, would you mind just singing us a little as your Mandy Katinkin voice? <laughs> what, what 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 were the lyrics that you're doing? Um, and they, they never, never understood. understood. <laughs> <laughs> no reason that they should. Party penny, party cord. What you can't it's see is the, the eyes. Yeah. You can't see his eyes when he sings like that. Okay. And he lifts like his whole upper body. <laughs> you so have good. to. It's a whole physicality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, ready? I want the woman that you want it goes. You can say to yourself what I give, what I give. It's all about keeping it in that little, like, poppy place. <laughs> Pocket change, change me. Pocket change, change me. Can't afford loose change. Can't afford change. Changing is a danger for a woman like me. Trapped between the oh, devil fuck. and the muddy brown sea. I got to get back to the I way I've is. been. Yes? Got to get back to that basement again. It's uh, Carolina Change. Uh-huh. It's Lot's Wife. And it's, uh, the lyrics were written by, because it was Janine Tesori wrote music, and lyrics were by, uh, oh, God, it's, um. Three, two, one. I'm, Tony Kushner. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only one I rigged for Kevin, and yet he has won. Uh, so Kevin had <laughs> 10, oh no, 11. Max had five, I had three. So you lost is all that matters. Some days you're excited I lose. Some days you're excited you win. I, you're very inconsistent in what makes you happy. Just you losing. Well, okay. this side of the table won. Yes, definitely. True. Bam. But this side of the table came up with the game. Trust <laughs> <laughs> me. Um, Guys, hold on a second. I just got to say it. We've been so busy lately. Uh, you can say that again. Guys, hold on a second. I just got to say it. We've been so busy lately. I know. The new Broadway season is up and going. Our recent trip to Chicago, where we fell in love with Tootsie, plus gearing up for fall and the holidays, I'm beat. Okay, I was feeling this from everyone. The vibes are overwhelming. It wasn't me. I'm wearing deodorant. Not the fumes. The vibes, man. The vibes. Because Kevin's such a vibes guy. See, this is exactly why we need to recharge, which is why later... We're going to Brooklyn. To Brooklyn, you say? Yep, for Henny and Paint at the Liberty Loft in Brooklyn. Henny as in? You got it, Brian. A painter needs three things. A paint, a canvas, and a muse. 
Henny and Pate arms you with all three, including a bar stocked with cognac and Hennessy. Whether you follow the friendly instructor's guidance or take the strokes less traveled for a unique piece of your own, you're sure to meet like-minded creative people in a relaxed environment. Enjoy some drinks, great music, and create your own take-home masterpiece at Liberty Loft in Brooklyn. Oh my God, this sounds amazing. How did you ever hear about such a thing? Why, Kimberly, from our good friends at Gold Star. I knew it. The best customer service and the best tickets to the best live entertainment and experience. They're simply the best. Better than all the all rest. Right. Visit goldstar.com slash broadwasted, all lowercase, and find out more about Henny and Paint at the Liberty Loft in Brooklyn. Or check out countless other deals on Broadway tickets, comedy, concerts, and cool experiences like painting and drinking. Oh, and be sure to use the code BROADWASTED, all uppercase, at checkout to get an additional $10 off your order. And make sure to tag us in all your playbill pics. Or tipsy masterpieces on social media. Guys, I got it. I know what I'm going to paint. A self-portrait of the two of you. Uh, Kevin? Let's just move on. Explaining this will just take way too long. Can we ask you a couple more questions? Yes, please. Cool. So I want to talk a little bit about um, your process and your shows. You talked a little bit about what your favorite musicals are and how you look, you're always attracted to something very dangerous and something that really sparks something inside of you. Um, what are your musical influences for songwriting, for lyric writing? Yeah, uh, for lyric writing, I feel like the gold standard is like Joni Mitchell and Laura Nero and mm. Stevie Wonder and... Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like most of my musical influences, although I have like a deep passion for theater, I try to take influence from outside of theater because otherwise I feel like you can get a little bit of like a snake eating its own tail phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite music I listen to to get inspired is stuff like Susie and the Banshees, Sonic Youth, uh, Kate Bush, um, the Mamas and the Papas, mm-hmm. house music from like the late 70s. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You're very versatile in your style in general. Mm-hmm. The, just your shows. I mean, just take the view upstairs in K-pop. Yeah. Um, what are your What's your writing process for style specifically? It's really weird. I feel, my personal theory is that creativity is like the Wi-Fi that's floating out in the ether, and all of our brains are like the laptops trying to get connected to it. And some of us have like a really good like DSL connection. Other of us have like a busted moment modem, and we're like constantly <laughs> trying to like restart it. And for me, I, I feel like it's just about awesome visual. It's about like yes. channeling the spirits. Like for me, I very rarely just like sit down at a piano for five hours and try to like plunk something out. Like usually songs show up like fully formed, like the music, the lyrics. Um, And if the lyrics aren't fully formed, usually what happens is I sit down at a piano, I start playing the music that I'm hearing in my head and I have vowel sounds. Like I'll be like, Uh, and then I'll be like, wow, that sounds kind of like I'm saying, the future is bright, fabulous, and carefree. And then I'm like, oh, I guess my song is about telling someone in the past about the future. And like, then I write the lyrics from that. So that's my process. For people who are outside of the room and they just hear me making those sounds, <laughs> I think they assume I'm like getting ready for my audition for the Miracle Worker. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's but, so cool, though. What was your relationship to K-pop before you kind of took that on? Yeah, well, I... And for um, those people who didn't see it, um, can you explain a little bit, in your explanation of this answer, could you explain a little bit what that show was? Yeah, so K-pop was like the first fully immersive installation uh, musical that I'm aware of. It took place on three different floors of a building in 40 different rooms where all the action was happening simultaneously and the audience was split up into like eight different groups and you were kind of like sent around this crazy gerbil maze, but it was also a musical, and it was bilingual, it was half Korean, half English, and it was all electronic score. Mm-hmm. And we created a fictional K-pop label. You know, now you know a lot about BTS and mm-hmm. some of these artists that are crossing over. So we created our version of a, a K-pop label, and uh, we gave you the kind of behind-the-scenes look at our girl group, our boy group, and our solo artist. And each different artist had their own kind of narrative and story, and they were very different stylistically and... And then um, at the very end of the show, so the audience saw the, the three different artists in different orders, and then at the end, everyone was spitballed back into the main room for, like, just, like, a 25-minute-long banger concert with, like, breakdancing and confetti cannons and uh, haze that got us evacuated by the fire department five times. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cute at first, because, uh, like, you know, just, like, getting getting used to these firemen just 
charging into our room with their axes. It's like, uh, ooh, is it part of the show or yeah, not? Yeah, I know. I, I always <laughs> hoped that they were going to be strippers, but then eventually, <laughs> eventually, it, was nice. yeah. eventually it was no longer cute. Yeah. And uh, then we just replaced our haze machines. But uh, yeah, that was that. My relationship with K-pop is... Uh, well, growing up, I was obsessed with J-pop. As someone who mm. was very bullied and had no friends growing up, uh, I was obsessed with anime, mm-hmm. you know, Japanese culture yeah. and manga and all of that. And then I, I studied Japanese for five years, and I lived over there. And while I was there, I got really into J-pop and a few Korean crossover artists. Um, and J-pop and K-pop are different, but there are some overlap and uh, moments of overlap. And then... Um, Basically, Ars Nova. I, I had written an all-electronic music called Wired, a musical called Wired, and uh, Ars Nova recommended me for this project to Woodshed Collective, and then I just spent five years researching K-pop, falling in love with the culture, falling in love with the artists, and just learning how to produce electronic music. That's so cool. Because all the music you saw in the show, if you saw K-pop, was produced by me and Helen. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. We're it's, very upset we did not see it. Yeah, that's like a huge regret. A we talk <laughs> about it constantly. Good. And so let's talk about uh, okay. View Upstairs for a second. Yeah. Um, Which we did see. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I did, yes. Kevin and I had a really cute date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you've been talked a lot about like how it was when you were creating it and, and when it was going on, but kind of post that show, can you take a look back on what that specific time period was like for you and all the response to it? Yeah. Um... I'm really grateful that I trusted my instincts on uh, wanting to create a show that felt really responsive to the world we were in. I knew Mm -hmm. that we were going to be the first major off-Broadway musical to open after Trump's election. I was just going to ask if it was before or after, because I remember. It was like right Yeah, and so I wrote this musical that the whole thesis about it was supposed to be very clear-cut, like 1973 versus 2018, look how bad it was then and look how good it is now. And then then over the five years it took for me to write the show, the pulse shooting happened, Donald Trump got elected, like there were steps forward and then there were two steps backward. And so I ended up creating a piece that responded to that and was much more complex. And I think the idea of the show, the thesis, is essentially that there's no great utopian time. It is always mm-hmm. in progress, mm-hmm. and, or Carmen Cusack and in process. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so we basically have to create our own pockets of utopia um, while there is the world outside of those walls going on. Mm-hmm. And we have to create the world we want to live in and put beauty back into the world. But I knew that I wanted to respond to the election and what was happening. And so, I, you know, I wrote this speech at the end of that show that was talking about, you know, one of the art characters is like, it gets better. And then the other character's like, no, it does not get better. Yeah. Like, look at what is going on in the world. Like, we're scapegoating all these minorities and people of color and women and, you know, queer people and our vice president believes in conversion therapy and the KKK are marching in the street and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, some people, I remember we had a lot of people in the audience that were, you know, crying and very moved and, and felt seen and heard by that monologue. And then there were a lot of other people who were more jaded and cynical, like, oh, you know, you're just exaggerating. It's not that bad. The KKK oh. isn't marching in the street again. And then the first uh, production that happened after uh, New York was in Virginia two days after the Start. KKK march. And so... Uh, actually, the world has not gotten better. It's even gotten more volatile and, and messed up since that show premiered. And so, if yeah. anything, I think a lot of the content I put in it is more relevant. And I don't think I'm getting that jaded response anymore. Now people are like, mm. oh, actually, we're really glad you wrote this because it turned out you were right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, in um, a couple weeks, we have a production opening in Georgia. And cool. oh, wow. I'm so excited about that because this is a company, um, Outfront Theater, that they got protested by people like picketed for a production of Rent and I'm like oh my god if y'all can't handle Rent (laughs) you are in trouble for the view upstairs you all show up at a gay dance party in the 70s yeah but that makes me really happy because you know and there's there's 12 new productions of it happening this year around the country and it's getting that's incredible yeah and it's getting licensed in crazy places like uh, a couple weeks ago I just got a notice and Sam French even like they sent me an email that had like five question marks in it they're like your show is getting licensed in Utah? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, even they were like, what? Uh, Did they think this was like but, the uh, view from a bridge? I'm actually, I'm really, I, as 
much of a dream come true that the New York production was for me, I'm actually very grateful that it's having this regional life because in New York, you're preaching to the choir. And I think once you yeah. get outside of New York and you're in places like Georgia and you're in places like Utah and you're in Ohio, uh, you actually have a chance to hopefully convert some people and win some hearts and minds. And weren't you just in Australia? It was in Australia. Yeah, like I right as that go. boat was happening. Yeah, because I was like, I was counting out the amount of Ambien I had to get through that like 80 hour oh, flight. Hell <laughs> yeah, no. I can't do this. <laughs> but I, saw, I did see the, the footage from it and it looked like it was a fabulous production. It's awesome. Yes. So cool. Um, let's play another game. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So, since you were marveling at these Lights of Broadway show cards oh, earlier so before we started, um, why don't we just play a little game of heads up? Okay. I'm so excited, you guys. I'm literally, after this, I'm going to the damn Broadway flea market and I'm buying these cards. Yes! <laughs> we'll go with you. Okay, good. Um, everyone gets a minute. Great. So what's going to happen is we're going to do this for four minutes. So you okay. get one minute with the deck. You're going to put someone on your forehead. Sure. The three of us will try and give clues so that we get it. And then you have one minute to see and get how many you can. Great. After we've all gone, we'll tally up our total score and then try and beat it. Yeah. Okay. Does that sound good? Yep. Yeah, sure. Okay. Ready? Yep. Yeah. I'll go first? Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, in the Nance. Huh? She was in the Nance. She was just in um, On Your Feet as she's the, the mother. She's the songs really for New World on the recording. Yeah. Um, oh, that hurt. Ow, I touched the stove. It... Hot. But what does it do to my hand? It burns. Mm-hmm. Andrea Burns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do? Oh, she's also on, on your feet. On your feet. Not Gloria. On a very fun, yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, School of Rock, he's Beetlejuice. Alex Brightman. Yep. Yes. Could just say Martinez. Upside down. Upside down. Oh. He was uh, uh, in Rent. Rent, the original Roger. Anthony Rapp. Roger. Roger. Also in Aida. Also in Aida. Anthony Rapp. And then... Adam Pascal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Upside down. I'm alive. I'm alive. Uh, I'm so yes. alive. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. My roommate. My roommate. Giddy click. Yeah. <laughs> um, original Horton. He yeah. He was uh, Uncle Fester. Kevin Chamberlain. Yeah. yeah. We'll count it because we're all playing together. Right. True. 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 We are all in this together. <clears throat> well, High School Musical. No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ready? Yeah. Uh, oh, she, this is me. Oh, this is me. Kiela Sutton. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's in uh, the band's visit right now. But he, he also was writes in plays. Rotten. Oh, John Carrion. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she was Broadway in Baby in the Fo- uh, Follies Revival. The humans. Oh, very true. And the humans and Lisa Crohn's Well. Mm-hmm. Shona Tony. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, she was the original <laughs> Roxy Hart. Gwen Verne. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's just Kevin. Um, she Guys was, and dolls. Yes. She was uh, uh, with Nathan Lane. She was oh, Adelaide. Faith Prince. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she was um, it, the, oh, the ladies who lunch. Yeah, I'm, dra- I'm dressed like her right now. Oh, Elaine Stritch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a uh, Bach at one point. Oh, and then he was in Waitress. Oh, Christopher Fitzgerald. Yeah. He loves you like a table. Uh, she was in uh, uh, Fighting Neverland. Oh. It's Laura Michelle Kelly. Yeah. But I'll put her back in the deck. All right, We're all together. Yes, I'm ready for this. Uh, what time oh, is it? Summertime. And start. Uh, friend oh, of the show, sideshow. Uh, Alice Ripley. Yes. yes. Ooh, it's backwards. It's backwards. Not the show. It's not Merrily We Roll Along. A backwards. Oh, uh, in War Paint. War Paint. And Grey yep. Gardens. Yes. Uh, Christine Eversole. Yes. yes. Oh, R- Roseanne, oh, the yeah. husband Roseanne. on Roseanne. Uh, John Goodman. Yes. Correct. Yes. Yes. I said the dad from Coyote Ugly. Uh, um, uh, oh, Hedwig. How I Met Your Mother. mother. No, how I Met Your Mother. Leah. No, no, no. What the. Oh, Doogie Hauser. Yeah. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Yes. Um, he was that. in the revival of Hello Dolly as the lead. Also, the Frasier. male lead, Frasier. Oh, oh, uh, also Kelly, three Kelsey Grammer. No, 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 no. no. Three names. Brother the brother. He played Niles. Oh, um, uh, Blank, yes, Blank I know, but pass, pass, because I'm having a breakdown. <laughs> sure. Okay. okay. Ready? I'm having a mo- touch more whiskey. Yes, Do of it. course. Enjoy. You drink that, Hudson. Oh, oh hold on. Okay. Oh, not Annie Baker. The director of all Annie Baker plays. Yes. And Fun Home. Not um, Silver, but. Gold? Yes. Uh, Sam Gold? Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, and uh, she directed in DC. Yes. Um, uh, 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 no, not Paul. No, she wrote it, but she Rebecca directed. Teichman. Yes. Yes. Um, she is currently in Head Over Heels as the Queen. Oh, very true. Uh, I saw her in um, Camelot years uh, uh, Rachel York. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh, oh, he, he, he loves you like a table. Waitress. I, waitress and Wicked. Same person oh, we did uh, before. Oh, Christopher Chill. Yes. Uh, um, he was just in Boys in the Band. Yes. Um, also, original Randall's? Yes. 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 
She oh, died. She was in Sondheim on Sondheim. Oh. Yes, just recently. She was oh, Barbara, Barbara, Barbara yes. Cook. Yes. Uh, Andrew's one of, brother. Uh, one of a family. Andrew's sister. Uh, 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 Andrew's sister. She was in Spelling Bee, right? Yes. yes. Oh, uh, 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 Cindy Rose. Yeah. A marriage to Audra. Uh, 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 Steve Pasquale. That's, no, no, no. Right. Oh. Will Chase. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, um, Your time's Will up. something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just gave her lots of husbands. She's a harem. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so let's. That was we got. so good. <laughs> oh, Will Chase. You were so confident. <laughs> okay, ready. Who is married to Stephen Pasquale? Philippa Sue. Sue. There it is. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Very nine, ten, thought. eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven. 28. That's amazing. Wow. Wait, do, we, pretty good. do we have a signed Andrew we, Randall's we card? We do have a signed yeah. Andrew Randall's card. Oh, that's cool. There's yeah. some theater queens up in this room. <laughs> <laughs> yes, can well, we beat 28? Yeah. I, I think we can. can. I hope cool. one day I have a card and it's just my name and there's not a photo of me. It's just glitter. <laughs> <laughs> and it just gets over all over everything. Yeah. But it, and they come with packs of tape. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, These when you get to my card, it just explodes glitter in the room and then you have to spend the rest of your life cleaning it up or you just move. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Listen, we've all been there. Relatable. And go. We had him on the show. He wears oh, a hat. Oh, gentlemen's guy to love murder. Bryce Pinkham. Yes. He wears a hat. Oh, uh, Tony I'm Winner. here. I'm here. From Color Purple. Cynthia Erivo? Yes. Uh, oh. We're all in this together. Zach Efron? Corbin Blue. Yes. yes. Uh, oh, she's she's in Yiddish Fiddler. Fiddler? She's in Yiddish Fiddler. She was in uh, she complains Adam's Family. She's on Twitter all the time. Oh, is she is in that? Um, Hairspray yes. also. Yes. Uh, I am familiar. Jackie Hoffman. There it is. Great. Dear Evan Hansen, you're in town. Yeah. Footloose, She's, uh, three names. Colin's mom. Oh, Jennifer Laura Thomas? Yes. Uh, Hamilton, Hamilton, Tony Winner, Hamilton. Jefferson, Rapper, Lafayette. Lafayette. David Dick. Yes. Uh, other Finch. Tony, Tony, Tony Winner for Deirdre Hansen, Rachel, Evan's mom. Yes. Rachel. Not a C, but a... It's a spice. But a it's a leaf. The, not the, a the C, like not the C, but... Oh, God. An ocean? James no. Earl? Rachel Bader. Rachel Bader. <laughs> I'm like, it's a leaf. It's a spice. You were right when it would say B. I was uh, like, just say like the other side of LBI yeah. is not the ocean, uh, but the... I was actually thinking that in my hey. head. I was thinking that in my head. It's like, where have right. we been where there's a bay? Shall we? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Let's do this. Yep. Uh, she was in uh, Newsies. Carolyn Z. Yes. Uh, he was in. Um, he was in Margaritaville. He would, took over for Alex Brightman. He oh, Eric was Peterson. In, yes. Yeah, Eric Peterson. Yeah. Uh, he was oh, on he was in Modern, Modern Family. Family. He's a cute redhead. Uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Oh, oh Adele Dazeem. Oh, Adina uh, Menzel. Correct. Yes. Oh, she was in uh, with Sweeney. Jake Gyllenhaal oh, and Sunday the Sorry, Sunday the Park of George. Also, Oh, Annalie Ashford. Yes. They wrote Dear Evan Hansen and Dogfight. Oh, Passing a Ball. Oh, he directed Once in the Silence. Arden, Michael Arden. Yes. Yes. Jam Bond, Jamie uh, Bond. <laughs> also that head. Who? What? Parade. Oh, Carolee Carmelo. Yes. Oh, red time. Make uh, them hear you. Oh, Brian Stokes with yes. Correct. SpongeBob. Uh, oh, she directed SpongeBob. Tina yeah. Landau. Yes. Yeah. Oh, public. The, the public. artistic director. Oh. Oh. Oscar Eustace. Yeah. yeah. I looked that. at it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. okay. One, two, three. He directed Children of a Lesser God. Yes. Kenny Leon. Yes. yes. Um, original My Fair Lady, male. He was Dr. Uh, Rex Harrison. Yes. Um, she's at the fair right now, the flea market, but that doesn't she help you. She won Gypsy, a Tony Gypsy, Award at one point. Uh, yes. Bernadette Peters? No. no. Patty LuPone? No. Not weekly, Not, but... Uh, Tyne Daly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> directed Lion, Lion King? King and Spider-Man. Uh, Julie Taymor. Yes. Yeah. Um, directed... Um, directs a lot of Arthur... Uh, no, I mean, uh, Oh, uh, uh, George C. Wolfe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, currently in Anastasia, he oh, was in... Um, <laughs> Not weekly, but daily. <laughs> I was really like, how do I get like a fork tine? I was trying to think. Oh, yeah, I would not have gotten Max on this. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, go. Not a rare card. Oh, not no. a rare card. Like a minute. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, Neverland. Uh, Finding, Finding Neverland. It. Uh, Laura Michelle Kelly? Yes. yes. Margaritaville. Margaritaville. Cheeseburger. Uh, Lisa. Yep. Uh, oh, God. The Blankly Lion. Lisa. 
Lisa Howard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, that was amazing. Oh my God, she's like 105 and she was just in yes. Road to Bountiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. You got it. Yes. The Blank of Broadway. Prince. Yes. Al Prince. Yes. A friend of the show, Anastasia. Liz Calloway. Yeah, the nanny. Linda Annie. Yes. Oh, but wait, I sang Don't Listen to Me right. ever again. Oh um, my god. He directed uh, oh, a lot I, of old British. I, I am a uh, I believe I'm in the covenant. I'm a director. You're in the covenant? That's it's hard. Trevor Trevor Nunn. Nunn. <laughs> <laughs> you mean convent? Yes, I mean, it's like I'm convinced. Yeah, yeah. Like, covenant's like when you like agree on something, okay, right? Yes. Or, like that's yes. under a rainbow. Right. <laughs> Uh, I think we did it, guys. I think we did it. Ready? Let's go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine. Yay! Yes. Well, since we all won, I think we deserve to take a trip. We're gonna go to a place that we love. Yep. It's. Tuesdays in the corner with Kevin. It's Kevin's corner. Well, welcome to Kevin's corner, where I have three highly detailed and researched so questions here. about you. <laughs> it's sunny and lovely. There's a fireplace. Just a light breeze. Yeah, I, I, I love sitting by yeah. this hearth. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, There's I should. Should I add a fireplace crackling sound to always. underneath Kevin's corner? I always do it because people complain that it pops their earbuds. It oh. does. Find a new one. We'll find. We'll try it. We'll find one. Okay, so these are some uh, questions that go into weird places, and we're going to see what happens. Yeah. Mm. Max. Yes. You are a three-time Drama Desk nominee, Out 100 honoree, and recipient of the Lu- Lu- uh, Lucille Lortel Award for Best Musical, Richard Rogers Award, Jonathan Larson Grant, New York Stage and Films Founder Award, New York Foundation of the Arts Fellowship, and the J Fund Award from the Jerome Foundation. All very prestigious awards. He might have to give his Rogers one back as we discussed. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know who wrote. <laughs> <laughs> the Darwin Awards, on the other hand, are a tongue-in-cheek honor oh, originating I remember Darwin in awards. Usenet news groups discussed around what 1985 that recognize individuals who have supposedly contributed to human evolution by selecting themselves out of the gene pool via death or sterilization by their own actions. Action Speak Louder Than Words is a lyric motif at the heart of Jason, mm. uh, Jonathan Larson's Tick, Tick, mm. Boom, famously sung by Rolla Sparza, Amy Spanger, and Jerry Dixon. Fetch Dixon is the porn name of fictional character Emmett Honeycutt <laughs> on the groundbreaking American version of Queer as Folk, which is admittedly the only version of the series that I know. If She Only Knew is a song by 98 Degrees off their punnily self-titled album 98 Degrees and Rising, and it's a song so that I true. vividly remember consoling a guy from my school at the school dance while it played, and he said things like his heart was broken by the girl that he'd been steady with for two months. I like very vividly remember that. The song was like everything. He's like, this means so much to me. I was like, it's 98 degrees, bro. He's so like, my... it is hot in here. Can someone turn it down? <laughs> so my question is... It's rising. <laughs> first, what is your favorite food? Sushi. What is your favorite album to listen to? Talking Book by Stevie Wonder. Ooh. And if you had to give one of those up for two months, which would it be and sushi. why? Really? Yeah. You could easily go without sushi for two months? Yeah. I can't afford it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Whew. Okay, we're moving on to number two. Your first name, Max, mm-hmm. is shared by the producer's Max Bialystock, <laughs> the sound of music's Uncle Max, and the favorite hangout of uh, favorite hangout place of Zach, Kelly, Lisa, Slater, Jesse, and Screech, and for a few dark days, Tori, on the amazing but also morally flawed Saved by the Bell. Bells are also heard by a lot of people in musicals, from <laughs> Tracy and Hairspray to Marion Peru and Professor Harold Hill in The Music Man, be it Broadwaisted Sarah Brown in Guys and Dolls, or basically everyone in Bells Are Ringing in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Jean-Claude really Van Damme, or Jean-Claude Camille Francois Van Varenberg, and also it says in his Wikipedia page that he likes to be abbreviated as JCVD, yeah. is a Belgian G-G. actor, martial artist, screenwriter, film producer, and director, best known for his martial art action films like Bloodsport, mm-hmm. Lionheart, Double Impact, Time Cop, and Sudden Death. So my question for you is, 
please come up with three sentence summary for a musical based on each of the aforementioned JVCD movie titles. <laughs> so first is what's a three sentence explanation of the musical Bloodsport? Three sentence explanation. Yes. Uh, man with bad accent learns kung fu. Okay. <laughs> Gets into a martial arts tournament. Okay. He wins the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. What about Lionheart? Lionheart. Wait, is that the Mel Gibson movie? Uh, these are all genre of the damn movies, but oh, you can Braveheart. make them whatever you want. Lionheart. Just the title is inspiration. Does it matter if I've seen the movie? No. Oh. You can just, it's literally taking the title and coming up with what that musical would be about. It has okay, great. Um, a failed B-movie actor's career ends up on the skids. He decides to audition for the sequel to Lion King. Doesn't go well. <laughs> I would see that musical. Double Impact. A movie also starring John Travolta, Tom Cruise, and other Scientologists. Okay. Doesn't go well. <laughs> and the last one is Sudden Death. Sudden Death. Um... Well, knowing Jean-Claude Van Damme, it is also a movie about a man who learns to do kung fu, enters a kung fu tournament, and he wins the tournament. There you go. <laughs> but he gets to, he's almost about to die, he gets to sudden death, but the last minute he remembers his heritage as like a French man who randomly knows how to fight, and he <laughs> Wait, I am French! Yeah. <laughs> of course! All right, wait, or is Jean-Claude Van Damme Quebecois? Is he Quebecois? I feel like he's Canadian, right? Or is I'm he not. actually French? I think he's French. I don't know. I don't know. I've never no been idea. to Jean-Claude Van Damme's Wikipedia page, and I do not intend to. <laughs> My computer is like, is this really what you mean to type right now? Yeah. Are you sure you want to go there? Yeah, if you like go there, it's like, this has been blocked for hazardous. Exactly. Yeah. Like, we think you're too gay to go to this page? <laughs> okay, so uh, I have one he's, more question. He was born in Brussels. Brussels? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh my god, wait a minute. Did I actually say... I never knew I needed to know that. I totally said that as a Belgian actor. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The, sec the second you said Jean-Claude Van Damme, I was like, well, I don't need to listen to anything else he's saying. <laughs> and neither did we. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's the last question. Your last name, Vernon, of course, can bring to mind the magical world of Harry Potter where the le your last name is the first name of Harry's uncle, Vernon Dursley, mm -hmm. a boorish, pompous man. <laughs> The Man That Got Away is a song made famous by Judy Garland with her passionately manic performance in A Star Is Born, which will once again be gracing the big screen in a new remake directed and starring Bradley Cooper opposite Lady Gaga. Thank you for saying it the You're correct welcome. way. <laughs> the Liza Minnelli way. Exactly. <laughs> Gaga. Gaga Goo Goo is often the sound used to be the baby sounds, but honestly I've never heard a child make those sounds in my life, and if they did I think it would be kind of unsettling. I love on traumatic shows when bad characters return and say they have unsettled business because I always wish the next scene will be them signing the proper forms to create an LLC and being like, sorry, Pete, I thought I was only supposed to sign the back page. And Pete, the business partner, being like, I put those colored post-it note era things where you're supposed to sign. So my question is, okay, if I give you a magic ticket that will take it. you to three different destinations around the world for a week's stay at each place, where are your three stops and why? My three stops are to, like, 1981 to go to, like, the Harlem ball scene when they were Ooh. filming, like, Paris is Burning. I want to mm -hmm. see that. Um, I want to go to, like, the Belle Epoque. I want to meet, like, Toulouse-Lautrec and, like, hang out with all these, like, prostitutes dying of, like, tuberculosis. <laughs> cool. And, um... I think I want to go to the 70s and I want to meet Mama Cass and I want to smoke a big fat blunt with her and like eat a ham sandwich. <laughs> but not the ham, ham sandwich. Not the ham sandwich, but a ham sandwich. Yes. That's great. <laughs> and that's been Kevin's Corner. Yay! <laughs> that's amazing. Um, before we head out here, we usually do a segment called Stage Door Stories. We do. Um, but do you have any stories about fan interaction? Yeah. Um... Well, here's what I will say. The view upstairs... I, I Growing up, I always loved musicals that 
you know, were kind of like raw and perfect cult shows that like not everybody got, but the people who got were like ride or die about yeah. them. For sure. You know, and for me, like I grew up loving Hedwig and Rocky Horror and musicals like that. And so I try to write those kind of shows and I feel like similarly they cultivate a fan base of very weird people. And I say that lovingly because I myself identify as weird. Um, but there were people who saw The View Upstairs somewhere between 20 and 30 times. And all I will say is that uh, our dildo chandelier went missing. And no <laughs> one knows where it is. And I have to imagine that one of them, one of those fans Oh, somebody took, knows. <laughs> one of those fans took that dildo chandelier. <laughs> but you are Send in luck if you are seeing my October show because we are going to be recreating it and the dildo chandelier will fly proudly high again yes, from the ceiling. Amazing. <laughs> How do you steal that? I don't even know. I mean, how do you not steal it? I mean, in a way. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, that takes us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. There's not many places you can go after Dildo Shandler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except at Joe's Pub in October. Yeah. <laughs> well, at um, Joe's Pub, our October show is apparently sold out. Whoa, but, that's amazing. Never mind. So you can't come. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but we have a November show. November that's awesome. 27th. And like... That one is going to be, like, amazing. The guests, I can't tell you who they are, but they rhyme with, like, Scary Festa and Jelly Mabai mm. and Gamily uh, <laughs> Megs. Oh. Um, there's some good people. Uh, it's yeah. going to be fabulous. And that, that show is going to focus on K-pop and a new musical I'm writing called Show and Tell, which is about the apocalypse, which, in spite of that, it's actually going to be very uplifting. The uplifting show. apocalypse. Yeah. 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 Cool. It's a um, romantic comedy. I love romantic comedies that take place during the apocalypse. That's not a joke. I really do. Um, <laughs> Which have you seen? Like, um, was the it last Searching man on at the Earth? Or... Yeah, Searching at the End of the World. Or the Steve Carell one was kind yeah, of fun. Yeah, that's a good one. Was it Steve Carell and Keira Knightley? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, huh. Yeah, it Missed was good. that. Um, it was on Netflix for a while, but that's yeah. not the point. Um, uh, you can you can go to joespub.com for tickets to, um, not October, uh, but for November at some point. Um Thank you so much. You can follow him at Max Vernon and then, of course, at Fraulein Sally yes, Bowles. Please follow me on Fraulein Sally Bowles. I regularly <laughs> post things that are blackmail worthy, and I'm just looking for any way to destroy my career before it happens. <laughs> Great. So. <laughs> um, thank you so much to Gold Star for sponsoring the episode. Again, um, you can go to goldstar.com backslash broadwasted. Hey, that's us. All lowercase. Uh, put in broadwasted. Hey, that's us. All uppercase uh, to get $10 off your tickets for your fun fall events um do that fun in the fall fun in the fall and then don't fall in the fun sorry oh i'll God. stop um, <laughs> um follow us at broad wasted on all follow social media us. follow us um on facebook and our facebook group for some theater nerdy stuff yeah find us on uh itunes or wherever you subscribe to your podcast but on itunes please rate and review us five, five stars, stars please. please thank you Yes, um, and we end every episode with a quote. We do. Kimberly already said it. Oh, no! Put down the knitting, the book and the broom. It's well, time for a holiday. Line. Yeah, I'm continuing it. You just need to finish it. Life is a cabaret, old chum, so come to the cabaret. Wait, I know. That's uh, from Oklahoma, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. Printed by Compton and Green. Yeah, yeah. Just Oklahoma, to take Compton and Green. Yeah. He just literally hands out to yeah. take each one. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Um, so and much. look out for anything that he does because he's brilliant and it's super cool to see brand new writers doing very cool stuff mm-hmm. um, in the space that he's doing. So let's raise a glass. Yeah. Cheers. And as we end every episode, Zutuapum. Cheers. Thanks, Max. Thank you. Thanks. View Upstairs is coming to a city near you. Oh, check it out. You should go see it. Yeah. Not everyone that listens to it in New York. Yeah. The View Upstairs is the view for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. Okay, yeah. <laughs>
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now. And get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org. Because only together we rise.